Hi, Black Hollywood Live fans. Today on Justice is Served, we're talking about Trey songs going nuts and new laws going into effect. Stay with us. You are tuned into Black Hollywood Lives. Justice is Served. Hello and welcome to Justice is Served. My name is Chelsea Galicia. Thank you for joining us. It Today is just me and my co-host, Dominique Price. Where did everybody go? I don't know. Everybody oh. is not ready for 2017 to begin. We are. We totally are. And we're going to be talking about some of the new 2017 laws. Kind of excited about those. The ones in California. I'm really excited. I hope, I hope, I have no idea where our listeners are from, or viewers are from. So, but because so many people live in California, we're going to assume that this applies to most of you. And if you don't live in California, because here we are such a leader of. We're progressive. Exactly. Most of the laws maybe that we have, you will soon too, if you don't live in California. Yeah, and if you don't live in California, let us know in the comments so that maybe we can talk about what's affecting you in your local area soon. I like it. I like I it know. a lot. All right. So just in case this is your first time joining us, um, this is Justice is Served, where we bring you the latest in legal news every single week, except for last week. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to do a little bit of catch-up time mm-hmm. because there were some big things that happened last week uh, that we were not here to discuss, and I like got the itch. I was like, oh, dang it. I'm I so know. Weird. If you guys follow me on Twitter, Dominique P underscore ESQ, I was tweeting about it all Christmas break because I felt like there was crazy stuff going left and right, so make sure you follow me. To keep up to date. Oh, man, that was so good. I now like want to double check to make sure I'm following you. And if you're interested in following me, I'm at Chelsea Galicia. Uh, so let's get started with our celebrity story of the week. I don't know the whole reason for this. It seems like a breakdown of a guy who's not generally in legal news very often. Trey Songs. Yeah, it's really crazy. So I went to undergrad in Virginia where Trey Songs is from. And so I've met him. I've met his mom. He seems to be like a very level-headed celebrity. Like you said, you don't really see him make headlines for this type of stunts. That's more of a Chris Brown thing. But who knew? They're all drinking the same Kool-Aid. And so, you know, he got in trouble. But it seems to be that this was kind of something that he was like predestined to happen. He totally called it before he did it. Apparently, they told him ahead of time that he had a certain amount of time for his set. Um, and so for those that aren't familiar with Trey songs, he's an R&B singer. Um, I would love to sing you guys some tunes, but that's probably not going to be a good idea. <laughs> I would um, love that. Right? And so... He was doing a show in Detroit, I believe, and they told him ahead of time he had a certain amount of of time block for his show. Um, His show apparently was way too long, and he felt like, hey, Mariah Carey moment, I'm going to be on the stage until I get ready to get off. And he dared them to um, turn his mic off if he went over. And of course... He went over, and they cut his mic off, and he went berserk. Lost it. Completely lost it. Throwing stuff and kicking things, um, and apparently the sheriff kind of stepped in like, yo, like, bring it Yeah, there down. was a, uh, a, an officer that was there yeah. as part of security, and it's like, you can do anything. You can destroy stuff. You can, you know, <laughs> and, and like... Somebody will hardly bat an eye. Right. But the moment that anything you do makes contact with a police officer, Eek-eek. oh no. But the interesting part about this, and I was trying to read more into this, is that um, I used to do events when I was in college. Like I said, uh, we had Trey songs come one week. We would hire local officers that were off-duty. And they wouldn't necessarily always wear their uniforms. And so that was one of the questions that I had when I was reading this article in TMZ was, was he in plain clothes or was he in a uniform? Because it was a concert. So did he assault an officer that was in all black? Security? extra job that he was doing or right. was he in a uniform right. um, because I would like to think that Trey songs would not um, purposefully assault an officer if he knew it was an officer but that might be a huge assumption because we have no clue well that's interesting because this um, case raises two issues first it's not like Trey songs directly made contact with an officer like he punched him or slapped him or kicked him it was some object some part of the stage or whatever that he pushed or through that hit the officer and injured him. Right. 
But let's get to like assault one-on-one. If I intend to throw something in your direction, it's assault. Right. So just in case, you know, I I mean, I remember that would be interesting to me when I was in law school. So maybe for somebody (laughs) out there listening, you're like, oh, I didn't know that. So really, it could be anything. If I threw my cell phone at you, if I threw a piece of gum at you and it made contact with you and it was unwanted. Yeah. And it's really like your sphere of like natural kind of area because I could say, well, I threw it at you, but I was meaning to hit the screen behind you. No, you threw it in the vicinity of me. And if it hits me, that's still assault. Yeah. So in that regard, assault is met the requirements yes. of it, except the intention to assault a police and officer. And that's where it gets tricky. Yep. So I didn't know that there was a controversy about whether the officer was plain clothes or was that's uniformed. That's my controversy. I didn't see it anywhere else, but uh, that was the first well, that's question a good one. that brought to my mind. And I was like, hmm, he probably needs me on his legal defense. Call me. I'm available. So I just, I, those are the things that you think about because You're it's so just generous. like, I'm so, I'm so generous. Yeah. I mean, but you have to think about it like this. At the end of the day, whether the officer was in plain clothes or not, he's still an officer. And mm-hmm. so... There's a little bit of room, but if you read a little bit further in the article, um, Trey Songs actually wouldn't even speak in court at his arraignment. And so I'm like, is he dealing with some other Well, it looks like there's something going on, I think, a few days before this performance. He got kicked out of a hotel. So there's something going on with him. There's a spiral happening. Yeah, kind of a bummer to watch it. I know. I really like him. Mm, Yeah. (sighs) Well... Hopefully he doesn't have to go too far down to hit rock bottom. Maybe he has a high bottom. I'm I'm hoping that because, like I said, he's not a a Chris Brown character. And no offense to Chris Brown. We just want you to be better as a person. Um, (laughs) But because he doesn't have an extensive um, police record, I'm uh, hoping that they'll let him off with maybe a fine. Um, But I, I wanted to check in with this particular county some particular states require there to be um, some imposed jail time when assaulting an officer. So I didn't get a, ch- a chance to check to see if Detroit had something yeah, like that. I, I don't know, but I imagine it will be, uh, if he does get uh, their jail time, it'll be out like in a day or two. Oh, yeah. It's usually very nominal. Yeah. Uh, but let's hope that this is, I mean... I don't know. I like talking about people in the news, but like I don't really want to talk about him in on the show in this capacity. It just doesn't. Yeah, we and I don't even know so nice much about. Way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we do root for everybody to do well, but I mean, you're you're right. I for some reason, and I don't know very much about him. There's this, this like, oh, this is kind of bizarre. I don't want to really get yeah, in the habit of yeah, covering him. Yeah. But uh, we wish him well and the officer well who got hit with whatever flying objects. Um, and so, yeah, if I mean, it could always get dropped. I doubt it. Doubtful. Because, <laughs> I mean, when you involve a police officer, I mean, big frowned upon. I mean, I remember when I went for uh, civil disobedience training last mm. year. I can't believe I can say that was last year already. Uh, in D.C., when I was going to be part of the sit-in, they told us, like, how to behave when the officers came to oh, arrest yeah. us. And, I mean... You do not mess with them. You don't, like, spit in their direction. Oh, yeah. You can't even hit a police dog. You will be you will be totally fine. There's nothing to worry about in getting arrested unless you get charged with assaulting a police officer. Yeah. Then you're... Yeah, all bets are off. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm excited to cover the new 2017 California laws. There were a lot of them. A lot of them, and some of them are really interesting. Um, and they cover all sort of areas from employment to guns and everything in between. So I kind of wanted to do a rundown of the ones that I thought Mm -hmm. were most interesting. This one is interesting for women that employers are prohibited from paying women less than male colleagues based on prior salary. Yes. I thought this was really, really interesting, but more importantly, who's enforcing this? How exactly do you whistleblow? Like what exactly is going to, is it going to be like when they pass the, um, uh, I can't, there was an act and it's like in the tip of my tongue. I left it'll my notes. It's okay. It'll, it'll come to me as we're talking. But I just really started to think about what are the enforcements? Do you report it to HR? Do you have to bring a civil case? Like, I felt like this was really broad. Yeah, that will be interesting to see. Yeah, how... I'm waiting for the, to see the first case. Mm, yep. Uh, employers won't be allowed to ask a job applicant to disclose information about an arrest, detention, or court case if it happened while the person was younger than 18. 
This was news for me because I already thought that. Oh, no. No. I thought um, anything you did when you were under 18 was, I mean, I guess legally it's tossed. Yeah. But I guess employers, I guess, could still ask you. But it just never even occurred to me that that was a thing. Yeah, no, it's been a thing for quite some time. And I loved that California is moving in this direction. Um, but I started to think about it from the perspective of school. Um, because you do have to disclose it when you are filling out your application for colleges. Um, you actually have to disclose that if you were sitting for the bar exam. Um, and I have an arrest on my well, it's expunged, but from when I was about 12. And I had to disclose that when I took the California bar. And so I was like, well, does that mean you'll no longer have to disclose it to the bar? I'm, mm, that's I'd love different. to know. It's mm, totally different. Yeah. Um, but it kind of got me to thinking on that that wavelength. You know, of, you everybody's now stuff. wondering what you, what happened when you got arrested. Neither here nor there. It's, you wonder why I know a lot about this assault stuff with Trey Songs. Just know that <laughs> things happen, you know. The, but you're young and you, you you grow up and you want you don't want that to follow you the yeah. rest of your life. And so you feel like, okay, if it's sealed in the court, why do I have to disclose it to in, a potential employer, especially if it's happened so so long ago? Yeah. Um. So I'm excited to see that California is really progressive, and I want to see how all of this kind of like sh- shapes out. Well, this one's interesting here. If you're convinced Convicted of driving under the influence, they've got to install a device in your car that um, has, ensures that you're sober before you start the ignition. So I wonder if it's one of those things that you like blow, blow into. Uh, and I've seen that used in other states, mm-hmm. and I was like, what the heck is that? Um, so I'm kind of surprised that we're kind of behind the ball on this one. Uh, but I hopefully this will reduce... Um, injuries and crashes and deaths due to DUI. Yeah, however, I seen a sketch, I think it was probably on YouTube, where the guy had a friend blow into it before he started his car, and I was just like, that was funny, but then I I took a second to pause, and I'm like, Mm. that's so crazy. Yeah. That's from the 40-year-old virgin. Thank you! (laughs) It was from the 40-year-old virgin. Our engineer saves the day. I've seen this somewhere. Oh, okay. So I hope people don't really do that in real life. I mean, unless there's a way... I mean, it can be so scientific that it, like, through your breath, knows that it's you. Well, this may be too graphic, but my apartment complex, they have the dogs um, submit a sample so that if anything is found around the complex, that individual person is fine. That is freaking brilliant. I was like, that is brilliant. So I don't I'm know like, why my building doesn't have that. They're very sophisticated maybe they over do. at the Vermont. So <laughs> I don't know. But um, wow. I wonder if it's something that sophisticated. It would be cool if it was. I mean, there's no reason it couldn't be. Right. All right. And in California, it's been illegal for a while now to text and drive. Now mm-hmm. it's illegal to hold your phone and drive. It's um, really, really serious. Yeah. So it's not just like texting. It's like if you're just looking through your emails, like that's no go anymore. No oh, distractions, yeah. including like searching for Pokemon Go. Which I thought it was funny that they added that little piece into yeah. the law. I'm like, is that a, a huge issue that they're seeing? I mean, I'm I was sure for a pulled while over was. for looking at um, Google Map on my phone. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dang. I'm in trouble. I really got to get one of those things that hold what is, what is oh, this? Yeah. I don't know you know the things that hold it like up the phone so I don't have to look okay you want to get one of the things that the uber drivers have exactly okay. and they I feel so silly with it I'm like I'm gonna be, I agree look like an but uber driver but I feel like now um you kind of just need it have to speaking of uber drivers uh uber drivers and lyft drivers uh can no longer be registered sex offenders or have been convicted of violent felonies or have had a DUI conviction within the last seven years. So your Uber <laughs> driver won't be blowing into the machine to start the ignition is basically what this means. When I read this, I was really, really surprised that this wasn't already a thing. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're I guess. But having heard like really horrific stories of, you know, young girls being taken advantage of by Uber drivers, I was really proud that you know, the state of California is kind of stepping up to protect. This is a random one to be a fan of, but here it is. To help the state's housing crisis, it's going to be easier for California homeowners to create um, structures, additional small units on their property. Um, 
so it's like you can convert a garage easier or just add it. And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to tell my mom because I, for a while, have wanted to build like a little structure on my mom's property. Like, I don't want to go like live with my mom exactly in the same house, but had my own little structure right next to the house. And I mean, yeah, it's that like would the tiny house amazing. movement. I am so in. Yeah, I also loved another one that I thought was really random as far as houses is that they are extending the amount of time for foreclosures of a spouse who yeah. is now a widow. I thought that was really, really cool um, because you hear like really horrific stories of people being kicked out of their homes right after they buried a loved one. And yeah, like because their name sad. wasn't on exactly. the house. Yeah, Which, everybody, if you're married, please get your name on the deed. Like, uh, yeah. let's, come on. Yeah, that would be a good way to get around this uh, problem. Okay, a law inspired by... Uh, allegations against Bill Cosby, California eliminated the statute of limitations for rape and some other sex crimes. And I can see that this is really welcome news. And in some ways, I'm really all about this. And in other ways, this is like, it's. I hope it doesn't discourage women from reporting a rape as soon as it happens. And they're like, oh, now I can just, I can wait. Mm-hmm. I can, um, you know, I'm going to go go to therapy and do all this stuff to like, you know, make myself okay with this and then I'll be able to talk about it. But by that time, evidence is gone, witnesses aren't around, people's memories are fuzzy. And so, yes, you can bring the charge, but if you wait too long, the longer you wait. Yeah, so I, I am glad for like some of, some victims who, you know, well, I guess, you know, this isn't retroactive. So, like, yeah. Bill Cosby accusers can't come back now and successfully, you know, uh, press charges mm-hmm. against him for rape. So now, if it happens here on out, you have, you know, an, I guess, unlimited amount, amount of, time. of time. But I was going to ask you this. Do you feel like it should be retroactive? Um, hmm. Should it be retroactive? And I ask you that because I was... Um, our last um, broadcast when we were talking about Obama and some of the different laws that have been put in place, and that's the reason why he's exonerating um, a lot of individuals before he leaves office, is because a lot of the laws weren't retroactive. Yeah. Um, and it kind of got me thinking when I was reading through this list is, should any new law that goes into effect be retroactive? Should that just be the thing? The thing? Yeah. I don't know. So in this specific scenario, I'm thinking personally of a friend who was raped and then by the time they found the guy and prosecuted him, they couldn't get him for rape anymore. So she had to get on the witness stand and testify, but only about robbery. And um, and and so in her case, um, you know, I believe that there was like scientific evidence. Mm-hmm. And in that scenario, if there is real like scientific DNA. evidence, DNA evidence that links him to this crime and it is, you know, years and years mm-hmm. later, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But to clog up the courts with like the he said, she said stuff when there is no DNA evidence is just like, oh, I don't really know. I how. couldn't agree with you more. I think if there is clear-cut evidence that a rape has occurred, I don't feel like there should be a time frame on that, which is another reason why, um, you know, it's really important that if you are assaulted or raped, um, if you don't feel comfortable going to the police, at least go to the emergency room and get a rape kit done so that's always going to be um, on file. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Hopefully nobody here will have to use that no, advice, I hope but not, it but is I good think advice. What I'm starting to learn, and I don't know if it's just because I'm an attorney and I practice still, is that a lot of people just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. They don't know that these are things that they should do when yeah. something happens. A lot of people go home and they take a shower after. Right. They just don't know what the proper recourse should be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think many people out there appreciate that. Okay. And now, in response to the Brock Turner story, mm. the Stanford swimmer who got just basically days in prison or in jail for um, assaulting a woman who was unconscious. Now there is a mandatory um, minimum sentence of hmm, six months Mm -hmm. um, for uh, assaulting somebody who was unconscious or otherwise unable to give consent. Mm -hmm. And I'm not generally a cheerleader for mandatory minimums. Um, I just don't, I can't think of any like great context or things that would mitigate an assault against an unconscious person. Mm-hmm. I just 
Yeah. No. Couldn't agree so, with you more. I'm, I'm good with that one. And then um, this is interesting, and I only know about this because of um, my interest in marijuana law, but it will be tougher now for law enforcement to see someone's cash, cars, or property. Criminal conviction is now required before the police can permanently take from a suspect any assets valued under $40,000. So a lot of the times when police would do drug raids, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are suspected and and they arrest you, you're not convicted yet, and they take anything from the Mm -hmm. scene, which could include your cars Mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff, and then to get it back was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. If not, like, impossible. Yeah. And uh, people were making money off of this. Mm -hmm. So... Um, this was something that I became aware of because I followed the Drug Policy mm-hmm. Alliance, and so this was something that they were pushing, and so I, I, I agree that it is a good new law to mm-hmm. go into effect. Uh, a ban is imposed on publishing the addresses of domestic violence victims. How is that not a thing I've, already? I was like... Mind blown. Yeah. Okay, how's this one? Children can no longer be charged with prostitution. Given the high incidence of human trafficking of people younger than 18. This is one that I had to star to go back and I want to actually read it fully because it didn't make any sense to me. Well, so basically there are kids that, you know, we call runaways or whatever that really have been manipulated into becoming prostitutes. And so now it's not the children that are going to be charged with prostitution because many times they are forced as part of, you know, sex trafficking. Right, right, right. I started because it made absolutely no sense that this was like, you really were prosecuting children for prostitution. Like I was just like, this can't be real. Now the only drawback to this is that at least when they were arresting children for this and putting them in juvenile detention centers, at least for that amount of time, they couldn't be out on the street. Right, but it goes on their record. And there was nothing in the juvenile detention facilities to help them break the reason why they were out there. that's why I got upset. So I had to start because I'm like, okay, I want to actually read some of these cases. I want to see where these kids are now. Um, Because you can just, like, start to think about the cycle. You are, you know, forced into these child pornography rings. You... You know, you think you're getting the help of, you know, police and you're now in the juvenile detention center. You finally get out. You're 18 now and you now have to disclose this. Yeah. That's so that is that is really bad. I just hope that there's something and there are organizations like um, uh, CAST Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, that help victims of human trafficking. And so I just hope that they get, you know, funded enough to be able to help these people because this human trafficking issue is a much bigger issue than most of us realize. I had to watch like several stories on it for it to really sink Mm -hmm. in how big of a deal this is. It's still one of those things where I'm just like, oh, this doesn't really happen. Like I just like really mentally cannot grasp that people are actually taking advantage of young children in this manner. Okay, and it is now a crime to use um, some kind of any malware or intrusive software into somebody's computer to try and um, demand like a ransom for to release like control of the computer back. This is like your computer was able to be taken hostage of and you couldn't you couldn't do anything about that. that? Mean I I now have to like unload my find my iPhone because that's technically what that is. Well. Oh, well, I guess that you, well, no, it's not ransomware, malware, or intrusive software that you have on your own phone. That's for a legitimate purpose to find it. But I think the intent that you have to have is that you're purposely going to put that on someone else's computer in an effort to extort them. Gotcha. People do that? It's another one of those, like, is this a thing? I know. I can't believe that. It happened to one person and now it's a law. I'm, you know, I'm, I bet it's happened to a lot of people. You think so? Yes. You know what I was watching over the holidays? I watched two documentaries. No, one documentary and one movie, Snowden and Kill Switch. Both okay, of Snowden them. is on my watch list, so should I watch it? Yes. Okay. And, um, and so you'll see that, like, the technology to sort of, like, take control of other people's computers. Oh, it's really is, like, easy. There's, sure. like, there's, like, how-tos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. No bueno. But, yeah, so that's – so I think that this is – a good idea, this law. Now, how about this one? Public schools can now expel students for bullying through video or sexting. You got to think about that one. State education officials will be required to publish information on sexual cyberbullying online and encourage schools to teach 
students about sexting? Sexting class at a public school <laughs> near that's, you soon. That's the first thing that occurred to me, too. I'm like, is this going to be added to, like, sex ed? I don't... I just... I don't... No? Where our society is going is So really you, do you not like that the public schools can expel I students? I, I, I don't mind the them expelling students. I'm a little weary of them posting it. Mm-hmm. I want to, like, fully understand that portion well, of it. Well, they're, they're supposed to publish information... On it, I don't think that they're going to be like retweeting the bullying comments. <laughs> what I said, I was like, what? "Well, no." What I thought of was, you know, how there's a sex offenders list, and anyone can yeah. access the list. I was like, "Are they putting these children no, no, on no. some form of no?" A list? I think it's information. Like these, so I like to, I like to read these things. Like, if I was the average LA person or Californian, what questions would I have if I wasn't an attorney? Oh, that is a good question. You let Sometimes us know they they word stuff that's very like okay. As an attorney, I had to sit and read this three times to yeah. uh, fully understand what their aim was here. Yeah, but I I I think that it has been an issue that, um, and I don't know because I guess I'm so old that you know this was an issue when I was in school. Wasn't happening when I was in school. I mean, we had different kind of bullying, but bullying through video or sexting or really, I I wonder if this includes social media. Better damn well, well include social media. Well, from my understanding, because I did do a little deep dive on this, it's children who have sexted something to someone, and then that person publicize it to... Like the revenge porn the, thing. The virgin... But who, but your children. Yeah. Like, why are you... What, why? Yeah. So I, I'm kind of for this, except, okay, so now the public schools can expel them, mm -hmm. but we still don't want these people to be ignorant Americans who are just running around with right. no education. So we need an entire new school system of, like, cyber bullies. Oh, no, no. When you're expelled from one school, you can go to school for, in another district. Okay. Well, let's hope that. It happens a lot, works. actually. Yeah. And there are multiple districts in the area. I was so such a nerd. Okay. I never did anything close that would get me expelled. Okay. Not even suspended, Not so I don't think. You you were kind of a we're rebel. We're going to keep going. <laughs> People will no longer be able to buy semi-automatic rifles that have a bullet button. I don't even know what that is. Allowing removal of the ammunition magazine commonly used in mass shootings. Yes, this was a really big deal. I believe this was actually brought to Congress, and they did not decide upon this in July. So this was a this was up for but a national is, but law. Yeah, this has been a really big issue. Yeah, well, California, here we did it. Always on the progressive side. And here's a, something else: bathrooms in public buildings with a single toilet must be designated as all gender, open to anyone. The law will take effect March first. Take that, North Carolina bathroom law. <laughs> <laughs> You all of a sudden got this constipated look on your face like, mm, where do I begin? Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just going to leave this one there. Oh, really? I'm, I'm not even going to. Yeah. Are you like grossed out about like using a bathroom after a man uses it and you prefer that the bathroom only be like women? No, I, I look at it from a child safety perspective. And I, I'm a little weary of being all gender inclusive in a restroom um, because okay. there are people out there with not the best intentions. Have you looked at the statistics of how common it is actually not a thing that kids are assaulted in bathrooms? I have not. Let me tell you that it's a problem that doesn't exist. Only on Lifetime. Only in the Republican Party okay. who pushes for these bathroom laws there under the guise of we must protect our children. Yeah. But look at the number of mm -hmm. instances. It is not a thing. Okay. It is made up. Okay. I am so glad that we. It I'm happens. I really feel like I've seen it, too many lifetime wait, movies. What do you mean it happens? Happening. When I lived in New York, I knew a kid that was molested in a bathroom. So and when I moved you. to California, thank I remember you. there was the little girl raped in the Vegas bathroom See? in the okay, at Buffalo Bills. but it isn't it isn't a thing like a transgender person goes into the bathroom. No, but what I'm saying, men my can issue... still use it as. But I, I don't think that like at least that second case that you're talking about doesn't sound like something that would have been prevented if this law wasn't in place. No, well, this is more it, about it transgender um... things. But I I don't. This is mostly I I believe in response to the. Um, 
discrimination against transgendered people. I agree a thousand percent. And it's not a thing that transgendered men or women, whatever, assault kids. No, but there are a lot. My issue is that there are a lot of sick people in the world and I feel like it's only an open door for them to have another praying ground. But, but, but tell tell me why some what some what would be different about a bathroom that's labeled men only women only versus men or women whatever it's a single stall one bathroom ordeal yeah and have you seen have you ever been to like a stadium and halftime and there are children everywhere there are people everywhere going in and out of these bathrooms anything potentially could happen and if now i can't say like hey you shouldn't be in this bathroom I don't know what if potentially you, could take place. If you see somebody, an adult, a man or a woman, being aggressive with a child, I think of that by itself should, is against the I, law. I, I'm understanding completely where you're coming from. I'm just very hypersensitive to children being taken advantage of. Okay. I can understand that. And if I hear of a child being taken advantage of, I will be the first one on someone's doorstep trying to figure out how we repeal this okay and you can tell me i told you so i will all right great the state can't fund or require public employees to travel to states believed to discriminate against lesbians gays bisexual or transgender people i thought this was really interesting very i don't know how they'll get things done (laughs) seriously (laughs) we're all just gonna stay here in our little california is that what they're i think that's what they're trying to I mean, this was probably in response to North Carolina and a lot of companies pulling out of conferences or Mm -hmm. whatever in the state because of these discriminatory bathroom laws. So I get the spirit of this and I appreciate it. I think think we're moving to a place right now where you almost can't have your own beliefs to a certain extent. And I feel like that's where we're – it's – it's a very slippery slope. Wait, what do you what do you mean here? I feel like it's a bigger can that I would I would love us to discuss fully next week. Oh, okay. A TBD on that. Oh, all right. In the meantime, here's a fun one. Beauty salons and barber shops can now offer patrons a free beer or glass of wine. Well, I I thought this was interesting because I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't want to get them to get in trouble but my nail shop offers me champagne on the weekly actually i was going to a nail salon for a while that offered me wine yeah so then i was like were they not supposed to Mm, i don't know but okay this one is silly and i can't even believe this is a thing we're gonna just gloss over it Mm -hmm. denim is now the state's official fabric to recognize its role in california history okay giggles and we're done with that oh here's one (laughs) women can pick up an entire year's worth of birth control pills at once and health plans must cover the cost I also didn't know that this was a thing because I, 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 yeah. Okay. What, whatever makes birth control Easy easier. Yes. I'm all for Everyone it. Everyone gets them. I have the kind where I picked it all up at once. Yeah, me for too. For five years. That's why I'm just like, I didn't know that this wasn't We're going personal covered. here in 2017. Uh, clearly we are. You yeah. guys know too much already. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big proponent of IUDs. Five years of birth control. All in one little peak. Okay, to counter a spike in opioid overdose deaths, mm-hmm. prescribers must check a state database to see whether their patients also have received drugs from other physicians. I thought this was interesting, but probably needed. So this is good for doctors to become aware mm-hmm. of how big of an issue this is. Um you know, but this is tough because if one doctor says no, many people do the doctor shopping right, thing, they'll, they'll go, go to somewhere else. else. Or they're like Forget it. This is too difficult, and they turn to heroin. Heroin is cheaper and, in many places, easier to find. I did not know that they were turning to heroin. Yes. This is why heroin is such a huge issue now where we've got, you know, overdoses. Of, uh, I can't remember if it's opioid or heroin or both. That's like 28,000 people a year are dying now since in the last couple of years. So this is a big freaking deal. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that – okay, database sounds like a good place right, to start. But they're not required. Uh, well, prescribers must check a state database to see whether right. their patients have also received drugs from other physicians. I think this They're is They're required good. to check, but they can still prescribe. Oh, is oh my I see issue. what you're saying. And so there's no, there's no level of saying, hey, you've gotten too well, many during the month. But 
Um, we did cover last year the story, the conviction of a doctor that prescribed opioid medications to patients who d died. Mm. And she was convicted of murder. Well, that's so. Wow. So if we have if we have doctors knowing that they can be convicted of murder or at least um, manslaughter. manslaughter for this um, behavior, then the two things, this database and the kind of looming threat of prosecution if your patients die from this stuff, I think those two things in tandem Together, might I make think, a, a yeah, difference. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, here's something good. Wait, no, hold on before I get there. Well, this could be good too, but not as exciting as the other one. Terminally ill Californians will have the right to try experimental drugs that do not have um, full federal approval for clinical trials. This is good. I think this is awesome. And I wonder if it includes cannabis. I hope so. I was just reading an article about a little girl with epilepsy. Yes. And her parents have been traveling back and forth to colorado yeah. to give their little girl uh this new cannabis drug that they've they figured out so yeah. i'm hoping that that will be included because this family has gone through a lot yeah i've seen a lot of stories um about that okay now here if you want to be a hero to an animal who's trapped in a car and it's really hot or it's really cold outside and you're like you just want to break that window and take the doggy out you can now as long as you first call authorities only in california you think I don't know that this would survive in a place like Florida. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, because could you imagine in Florida where you have stain your ground, if you go outside and you see someone busting your window, you're shooting first and you're asking questions. <laughs> oh, later. my God. That's so true. That's so true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Felons serving sentences in county jails will be able to vote in California elections as part of an effort to speed their transition back into society. I got a blank face. For I just, I read this one. It was just like, well, okay. I mean, this is something that I've become more attuned to since watching documentaries like 13th, mm -hmm. where we see how people are, um, let's talk about, you know, railroaded into mm -hmm. taking pleas many times for drugs, which now would be legal. Okay. So now they've got a record, uh, a felony on their record. They go back out into, you know, public and then to live a normal life as a, as a citizen after doing their time for a drug, they may, a crime they may or may not have even committed. And then they can't vote. They can't affect the laws that imprisoned them or that, you know, affect us all. And so we've got a lot of disenfranchised people who this is an unfair consequence of whatever crime they may or may not have committed. Right. So I think this is a step in the right direction. I think it's a step in the right direction. I just don't know that it's going to open the door for the willingness of them to want to vote. Um, you, I, hopefully. I was listening to a lot of like individuals who come from really hard backgrounds just regarding this last election. Yeah. And they were like, I could care less about what's going on in D.C. in the White House and in Congress because I just want to feed my kids. Yeah. So I think it gets down to this probably isn't top on their list of things to do. Yeah, and I think it's not on the top of the list for many citizens who've never been in, in, in jail to get involved with. But one of the few silver linings of this soon-to-be Trump presidency is that people are paying attention now. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like that they're paying attention so much like out of this outrage and fear because that won't last for a long time. I want people to be engaged out of a concern for democracy and their fellow Americans and themselves. Well, so. I just want people to be more aware. It's super, super frustrating at the level of ignorance yeah. our society currently abides in. Yeah. I just... I, I'm flabbergasted half the time about the lack of knowledge that most people have. Yeah. So uh, if that's you and you want to be more Please. politically inclined. Watch our on. show. Watch this show and the other show that I do, uh, The Trump Report on yes. AfterBuzz. Tuesday nights. Eight, seven? Seven o'clock? Yes, seven o'clock. All right. Uh, here's this for a California law. Voters can now legally take a selfie with their completed ballot. Whatever makes voting cool. Right. I'm all for it. Yeah. Except it'll be really interesting when somebody like... Um, shoots it and then like somehow people will start deciphering who they voted for and all that kind of stuff. All right. Anyways, this one, hallelujah to me. Okay. More cities and counties can offer public financing of political campaigns. 
This doesn't sound super sexy, but can I tell you how amazing this is for democracy? So a few cities in California already offer some form of public financing for campaigns, but dozens of cities were banned from doing this under a 1988 ballot measure, and this law removes the ban. Public um, camp finance of our campaigns is a huge deal in cleaning up the corruption, mm -hmm. the role of money in politics, and restoring our democracy that I think everyone can easily be behind. And this is not a partisan thing. This is not like we are crazy liberals thinking, I mean, there are some on the, on the right, mostly the libertarian, um, some of the really entrenched Republicans are not so cool with this because yeah, they like I... getting all the money. And some Democrats, too, are get, you know getting all that money. Public financing of campaigns has got to be a thing. Yeah, I would have preferred if they would have went a step further and put a cap on spending. Oh. Because yeah, except my now, thought... except now, because of Citizens United, and then following that up with McCutcheon, those have stricken um, limits. I know. So I would, I love where your head's at. Except nationally, it would have been struck, stricken by the uh, Supreme Court. Mm. Mm. But I'm with you on that one. Okay, so that's all the laws. We got some other stories to get to, and we don't have very much time. I got to jet. We'll get my... through it. Okay, let's do this. All right. I... <sighs> the Lee Baca corruption trial ends in mistrial. I know, eyes rolling like, uh, I, know. I told you guys this two weeks ago. Oh, I, I don't think I really believed you. What I'm really. Everyone should believe me. I'm really <laughs> shocked by this. The jury was split 11 to 1 in favor of acquittal. What the hell, yo? What? What am I missing here? I don't understand. I mean, okay, as jurors left, um, you know, some of them spoke out. One of them said, you know, the one holdout was clearly convinced of guilt from the beginning, wasn't open to change. All right. Some other jurors just said, I just, there wasn't anything specifically that led her to believe that Baca was not guilty, but there was nothing in the overall thing of everything put together that made her believe he was guilty. I was really surprised by that, um, Juror, because I all I I wasn't in court every single day. I read a few articles and was like, "Oh yeah, he's guilty." So I was really really surprised that it was one to eleven. I yeah I I I, I don't know I don't know I I, I really don't know how what to, I can't make. Okay, so the only good news is that he could be retried, and there is a separate trial waiting for him on the making up a story. Or I won't false be surprised if they don't retry it. Yeah, I know, because 11 to 1 is really... Yeah, um, I, I, I would be really shocked but, if they retried But uh, with the trial about him making a false statement to investigators... Right. I think that'll they'll just put all their eggs in that basket. Yeah. All right, um, the Dylan Roof penalty phase begins, mm -hmm. and today actually was the day where he... Well, both sides gave their, like, opening statements. I know, head drops, like, you can't even, like... All right, so... Can't make this stuff up. The, the first notable thing about this is that Dylan Roof is representing himself in this yes. phase. And the judge tried to persuade him from representing himself. And yeah. He... But he has the right. And so he's doing that. Uh, apparently he's mentally competent to do yes. that. And he will have a lawyer on standby just in case. Yeah. But, you know, the go-to defense for this mm -hmm. kind of thing is, you know, not, you know, mental insanity. Right. And he has written a letter that says, I am withdrawing any evidence, expert testimony about my mental health. Mm -hmm. So he's just not going to try and convince people that he was, you know, no, he, quote unquote he crazy. And that's what he did. He has said, I knew exactly what I was doing and not apologetic. Not at all. Which uh, really frightens me. I mean, more, he so. stood up today and, and spoke to the jury himself, mm -hmm. said, There's nothing wrong with me psychologically. And uh, in a journal that he wrote um, that was uh, taken into evidence a couple of years ago now, Jesus, it was mm -hmm. seized in August of 2015, says, I would like to make it crystal clear I do not regret what I did. Uh, and even um, today in his opening statement, I am not sorry. So it how makes my toes like tingle oh. when I hear stuff like that. Oh, to know. know that you have nothing wrong with you, you just. There are people are like this. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, the prosecutor obviously made the case that, you know, this isn't just like one person he killed, two or three or four or five. There were six, seven, eight, nine people that were that were shot and killed and, you know, said that the death penalty is justified. And I agree. And talked before on the show about how I am not generally a fan of the death penalty. But if there were ever a case where it is justified, I would say that it is here. Um, the only thing that makes me nervous about this is that it has to be a unanimous decision mm-hmm, for it to be all during. So there could be, you know, one person who just like, I don't believe in the death penalty. But if the prosecution did a good job during Vordier to, you know, get out the people that just by principle don't believe right. in the death penalty, they should be okay. But it, all it takes is one person mm-hmm. to say no. And um, there will be family members of victims that testify. Mm-hmm. And there are even some family members that don't want the death penalty, mm-hmm. but they will not be saying that from the stand. Right. I think it's interesting. I was actually watching a new Netflix show called Black Mirror. And on one of the episodes, they do this thing where instead of a convicted murderer going to jail, they go to a amusement park in which they don't know that they're in an amusement park and they're put through simulations where they go through exactly what they put the victims through. Mm. And I thought it was genius. Wow. Genius. But will that work on somebody who's a sociopath? Well, after I think after a while, the torment gets to you so bad that you completely break. And to yeah. me, I find that to be a way better form of justice than the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I'm opposed or for the death penalty, but I just feel like sometimes death is a really quick way out. Um, yeah. Although he would be on probably death row for a few years. Um, American jails are pretty cushy. So <sighs> I feel like we should kind of take it a step. Really? Up. Are they? Yeah, they are. Have you compared to most like Middle Eastern jails, American jails are very cushy. Really? I just have the images that I've seen in like 13th where they're super overcrowded and dangerous overcrowded and dangerous compared to like being tormented in most like jails that aren't in america yeah but we have talked about like in the the corruption in Mm -hmm. the jails about some sheriff's deputies beating inmates you know there there are some jails that are the exception to the rule and it's not cushy but the majority of american jails i'm not saying about that even the private prisons that like take out every last glimpse of luxury in the name I'm, of profits. I'm going to send you some documentaries on jails overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah, it might, all right. might change, your, I mean, change your tune. Uh, oh, all it's right. It's like Alcazar over there. Have you ever seen Locked Up Abroad? Yeah, thank you. No, I have not seen that. Ha- that's exactly what you I was going to send her. Okay. Yes. All right. I guess And then you'll think the they are now. at the Hamptons. Okay. All right. Um, okay. And this last story um, affects one of my dear friends. The feds arrested a woman who stole, and, you know, the stories out there say allegedly, and, you know, I'm just going to say allegedly. she did. No. Because I, okay, fine, I'll say allegedly. Um, stealing millions of dollars from Ricky Williams and uh, several other professional athletes, including Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Peggy Fullforward. Mm-hmm. She's 58 years old, charged with mail fraud, wire fraud, money laundering, interstate transportation of stolen property. Um, this happened years ago, and mm-hmm. I've known about this for a while. I've always wondered why Peggy wasn't in prison, but I didn't really ask Ricky about it. I figured this was not something that he, you know, wanted to talk about. Um, but since the story came out, I actually brought it up with him. Um, I was with him the other night to um, watch Celebrity Apprentice. Um, he's a contestant mm-hmm. on the on the show this season, and he didn't mind talking about this with me. He can't really make public statements about it, but, um, you know... He, some of the comments that I have seen about this have been like, what a stupid guy. He should have known. He should have Googled. He should have. And and what's what's not fair is that, like, there are people like this who are really good at getting into your life. It's not yeah. like this woman just showed up no, at his no, door no. and was like, let me take care of everything. I mean, she, like, really got into his life as a friend. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of how... Um, like sexual predators groom their victims. Like yeah. this whole, st- like, you know, a, a, a bad guy is going to snatch the kid from the playground and molest them is not really the thing that happens. Most often it's somebody that the child knows mm-hmm. and has learned to trust. Mm-hmm. And in hearing um, Ricky talk about it, that's how it felt to me. Like she groomed him to trust her and that they were like friends, like 
best friends. Mm -hmm. Like Ricky's wedding reception uh, with his now ex-wife was like in her backyard. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that people don't give enough or have enough understanding that there are some people that are like, I don't know, so so manipulative as to do this and that they would have, you know, a Google search or whatever wouldn't have, um, wouldn't have fixed this. Now, certainly he, you know, has learned to be a little bit more astute, but he is still, you know, a really kind person who always assumes the best in people. And I don't think this case or anything else is ever going to change that part of Ricky's personality. But I am glad that it looks like um, justice may be served in this, even though uh, a bit late, she could be sentenced to a maximum of 20 years in federal prison if she's found guilty. Um, And she basically, you know, um, you know, Ricky let her handle all of her money and six million of it was gone under her watch. And it looks like she, you know, used it for herself and not just Ricky, but other people too. And, um, you know, the chances of him getting that money back. Oh, it's or, never, it's never going to be recovered. And yeah. it's, it's sad, but this happens a lot. It and does. I probably do a Periscope or a YouTube on this at least once a quarter about even if you're having your mom over your finances, you want to be double checking yes. their work. And you I never teach people give, how to I do mean, this. And it's, it, it goes a step forward where I tell people all the time, Oprah, as busy as Oprah is, she still signs her own checks. There's not a check that goes I out without she, Oprah's signature I on thought there. she only signed checks over 75000 She now signs every single check. Oh, good girl, and so Oprah. Good I, girl. I, I, I just need to stress that to people. Like, I don't care how much you trust people. I don't care if they come certified and you came out their womb. Like, yeah. you need to make sure that you're really paying attention and to what's going on. And the thing is, a lot of people, out. like, they don't even know, what am I supposed to be looking at? What right. am I looking for? So right. it just so happens that I'm also, in addition to being the host of this show, the executive director of uh, the Financially Fit Foundation that teaches people how to take care of their money. So, yeah, go look that up, financiallyfitfoundation.org. Okay, we are getting, like, banners and, like, honking lights. Start rapping. It is past 6 o'clock. I'm supposed to be emceeing something that starts in half an hour, so we That's better exactly get... That's exactly why I'm yeah. letting you know. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. But the show just gets so exciting, and once we're on a roll, we're who wants to stop? But it looks like for now, we have to. Thank you so much, Until Dominique. Until next week. Awesome. Next week, you know where to find us. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter at All Chelsea Galicia. You can find me at Dominique P underscore ESQ. And comments, questions, please let us know about them uh, under the YouTube yeah. comments or directly to us. We'll see you next week for another episode of Justice is Served. Thanks, everyone. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.